Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's update on the Alberta wildfires. We'll begin with updates from Bree Hutchinson from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency and Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire. Then we'll take your questions. Go ahead, Bree. Good afternoon. The wildfire situation in the province continues to be highly unpredictable and extreme fire hazards are expected to persist through the remainder of the weekend. Thank you to all the Albertans who have been impacted by the wildfires for their cooperation in evacuating and keeping each other as safe as possible. We recognize the challenges evacuees are facing, particularly for those with damage to their property, homes, or businesses. We are working hard to ensure the safety of Albertans and the protection of their property. These remain our top priorities. Alberta continues to be under a provincial state of emergency, and the Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre remains at a level four. The fire danger is rated very high to extreme in northern Alberta and rated high to very high along the eastern slopes of the Rockies. There are currently 22 states of local emergency, five Bayonne Council resolutions, and an estimated 10,678 Albertans evacuated at this time. There are 14 reception centers open for affected areas, and the total number of evacuation orders now stands at 17. We know that Albertans have questions about the status of specific wildfires in their areas and other issues related to the wildfires and the supports available. I want to reiterate that there are a number of places to go to for accurate, up-to-date information, including our daily telephone town halls held every evening at 7.30 p.m. The teletown halls bring together wildfire and emergency management leaders and officials from across government to answer questions on a variety of emerging topics. To learn more about these calls or to listen online, visit alberta.ca slash emergency. The Alberta government website is also a good source of information on other wildfire-related topics such as evacuation and financial supports, the latest evacuation orders, and information on community reentry. A reminder to anyone living in a community on evacuation alert, please ensure you are prepared to leave your home quickly. A few simple actions, like gathering medications and fueling up vehicles, can make the process of evacuation go more smoothly. There is a detailed list on alberta.ca slash beprepared that outlines all the steps needed to be well prepared in case of an evacuation. Also, I'd like to remind all evacuated Albertans to register either at your nearest reception centre or online at emergencyregistration.alberta.ca. Registering helps to ensure our teams can get you the appropriate help and resources in a timely manner. It also makes it easier for you to receive the latest updates and information. We recently became aware of evacuees using online maps like Google or Apple Maps to navigate out of an evacuated zone. Unfortunately, some of these maps are not updated and could lead residents into dangerous areas. When navigating in or near an evacuation zone, please refer to road information published by your local authority or go to 511.alberta.ca for the latest information on provincial highways. 511 has the latest updates on highway closures, road visibility, and detours. Lastly, I want to remind Albertans to stay inside when the air quality index is high. Currently, Alberta is experiencing very poor air quality in many areas of the province, with an air quality index of 10 plus in many communities. This means that we should avoid all strenuous activities outdoors and ideally reschedule outdoor activities until air quality improves. Alberta Health Services has excellent information at albertahealthservices.ca regarding air quality information and how best to protect one's health.
Please stay safe and continue to follow updates on the wildfire situation across the province. We are halfway through the long weekend and are doing much better than we would have been without all Albertans pulling together to obey the fire bans and restrictions. Thank you to everyone for your vigilance. I'll now invite Christy to provide an update on behalf of Alberta Wildfire. Thank you, Bree. There are 84 wildfires in the forest protection area of Alberta. 23 of those are out of control. So far this year, we've responded to 500 wildfires, burning more than 941,000 hectares. While we realize that the smoke in the air has led to poor air quality for many Albertans, it has helped lessen fire behavior. And we haven't seen the kind of wildfire activity that we would have expected under the forecast conditions this weekend. So far, we have noted only five new wildfire starts between Friday morning and Sunday morning. That's in part a testament to the actions taken by Albertans this weekend to respect the fire bans and restrictions in place and to change their plans to help us prevent any new starts. Today, we have started seeing some showers and thunderstorms moving across the province. We're anticipating more rain and cooler temperatures ahead tomorrow. Even though this could bring relief to some of the firefighters in the middle of the province, we are still monitoring weather conditions closely. The northwest corner could remain dry and warm, which means that we may see more activity there. Today, the smoke cover has led to lower fire activity, but some aircraft have been able to fly to do better assessments of fire growth. There are more than 1,700 firefighters and support staff from Alberta Wildfire who've been working over the weekend. They're out there alongside more than 1,000 firefighters from across North America, from New Brunswick to Alaska. And that includes 300 members of the Canadian Armed Forces, with 100 more joining them tomorrow. While we're optimistic that the forecast rain will be enough to make a difference to some wildfires in the province, we are not out of the woods yet. We will continue to be vigilant for new starts, work hard on bringing existing wildfires under control, and plan ahead for whatever this summer will bring. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. We will begin with questions in the room and then move to the phones. Please state your name and outlet. Each reporter will have one question and one follow-up. Are there any questions from reporters in the room? Hi, uh, Eric back with Global News. Um, uh, just wondering if there's uh, any more ask for additional personnel from either military or outside um, for these upcoming days, even with the uh, uh, weather we're hoping to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this upcoming uh, anticipated rainfall is is certainly not uh, going to end all of the activity that's going on in the province, and we need to plan ahead. Uh, very happy to be seeing 100 more from the Canadian Armed Forces joining us tomorrow. They're going to be going out to the Slave Lake area, uh, to the Salto complex, to the fires out there. Uh, we do have requests as well through our uh, our colleagues in the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. Uh, we have uh, quite a number of additional firefighters that we have on our list, and they are working on it now and bringing them in. Uh, we're in anticipating 80 more from the states arriving on Wednesday and more to come in the days uh, days to come. We do have um, some of the resources that we've brought in from across Canada now going home 
they do two weeks in, in general uh, when they come here to assist, just as we do when we go to help them. So for many, uh, these fires have been going on for quite a while. It feels uh, certainly uh, Albertans will be very aware of how long these have been burning. And so a time has come that we need new resources in to replace those that have been helping us for the last two weeks and are now heading home. So certainly it's an ongoing process. It's, it's not over yet. Thanks. Thanks, we'll Gail, go. Galen McDougall from CTV News. Any update on the Fox Creek situation? Has the fire been held or what's the situation there? Thanks, Galen. Yes, we have uh, the Eagle Complex is the uh, two fires that are burning near the town of Fox Creek and Little Smoky. They are both still technically classified as out of control. Uh, 72,599 hectares in size for one and 54,274 for the other. So there has been some growth on those, but we have been seeing, as with many wildfires in the province, low to moderate behavior, uh, particularly with the smoke cover providing those cooler conditions for firefighters. So we do continue to have firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment all working hard. They are continuing to work on a bulldozer guard, which is the fire guard where they remove fuel that could uh, help protect communities there. And um, the dozer guard is almost complete on the northwest perimeter, I understand. And um, they are going to be uh, sourcing additional heavy equipment to help out on that, on that fire. So uh, I don't, I, to my understanding, the fire has not moved to closer to the communities and we are continuing to uh, work hard to hold it. We'll now move to questions on the phones. Operator, if you could please put through the first call. Thank you, Arthur Green, Western Standard. Hi, thanks for taking my question. On Friday, uh, I wrote a story, the, RP, the RPP said they were investigating uh, 28 looting complaints on properties where there were no people uh, because they were forced uh, to be evacuated. Uh, what is your message uh, to these criminals? I will hand over to my colleague, Bree. Thank you. I, I don't have any information on that uh, specific incident you're speaking about, but I think what we can say is overwhelmingly Albertans have come together to ensure they support the safety of others out there. There might be one-off incidences of criminal activity happening, but I would leave that to local authorities and RCMP to speak of uh, about any specifics. Okay, thank you. And uh, just as a follow-up, uh, can we can we learn a little bit about like the operations of the military, like what type of equipment they have set up, and uh, basically how the military is assisting right now? Like what what stuff did they bring with them? Uh, what does their camps look like, etc. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we have uh, deployed uh, military and firefighting capacity, and they're assisting with basic firefighting uh, duties. And that involves the, the work on the ground that's really required to put a fire out. Uh, now, certainly, we have a lot of uh, equipment and tools that we use as part of Alberta Wildfire. We have aircraft uh, air tankers, uh, helicopters with buckets of water. But the thing that will really take us uh, to, uh, ex um, 
to, uh, to control these fires is the work that's being done by firefighters on the ground. So they are doing what we call um, cold trailing, and they are basically going through fires where the head of the fire has already passed, so it's less active areas. It's safer to have people on the ground there. Uh, we don't want them to put, put them at the most active, hottest part of the fire because it's just not safe. But we have them in the, in the areas where a lot of the fire activity has reduced already. It's safe to have people there. And they will be going through and looking for areas that are still burning, areas that could potentially flare up and show more activity. And what they're doing is extinguishing those hot spots. They are digging them up, turning them over, and making sure that that fire is out, just as people do with their campfires, uh, turning them over, wetting them down, making sure there's no heat there left. So it's detailed work, and it is, it is, a, it is hard work. And that is something that uh, we have uh, assistance from the military there, and it's something that's, that's certainly needed as we fight these fires through the summer. So they are assisting with that in a number of capacities in a number of areas. Uh, they are being redeployed when an area that they have been uh, working on has seen significant progress and their help is needed elsewhere. We are able to, to move them where we need them. So uh, they, are, uh, they are actually assisting also with transportation. I believe they're assisting with the transportation of evacuees if needed, available, and with heavy equipment operations. So there's certainly um, various areas of expertise that we have been able to tap into with the members of the Canadian Armed Forces, and I'm very happy to have that help. Operator, uh, please put through the next caller. Nicole DiDonato, CTV. Hello, thanks for taking my question. Um, so my question is about the uh, Kootenai National Park wildfire that's currently burning. Um, we're hearing, of course, that this is pretty out of the norm to have wildfires this early in that area. and. Um, I understand it's mostly Parks Canada um, firefighters that are kind of responding to this and people involved with that. But just wanted to see if there's any update from your end, if, if there is any other support potentially coming in for that area if um, it worsens. I'm afraid I don't have information on that individual fire. As you said, it's, if it's happening in the national park, that will be the jurisdiction of Parks Canada. And uh, we do have Parks Canada teams helping us. And if, uh, if they request us, we will have to see uh, if our availability would be able to assist with them uh, with their fire as well. But um, this resource sharing uh, is something that all uh, agencies, all wildfire agencies do all summer long, every year. So it is a, it's a give and take of where assistance is needed and where it's available. So certainly, uh, I don't, I'm afraid I don't have individual information on that fire, but uh, Parks Canada probably the best source for that. Thank you. No follow-up. Operator, please put through the next call. Rob at Drinkwater, Canadian Press. Hi, uh, Christy, you mentioned that smoke, uh, it helps cool uh, the air so that it uh, slows wildfire spread, but it also prevents uh, aircraft from flying. Is, is the smoke kind of a good news, bad news story, and, and, and which, which wins out? Oh, there's, certainly, uh, there's certainly a mixed story for firefighters when it comes to smoke. Uh, many Albertans obviously can't get away from the smoke this weekend. It is, it is uh, thick in many parts of the province. Uh, but they would also have noticed that temperatures are cooler 
than they would have been uh, if there was no cl uh, smoke covering in the sun. So they, it is easy to notice immediately the kind of uh, taking away of that heat uh, that is the kind of one of the things that inflames wildfire behavior. So uh, certainly it is a benefit to that. And it means that we've seen less growth on fires. Um, on the other hand, we haven't been able to get into the air as often. Uh, we haven't been able to truly assess, get an accurate assessment, assessment of size on a number of the fires for, um, for a couple of days since the smoke uh, cover has been thick. But of course, out there in the areas, we do have experts who are monitoring the smoke at all times. So as soon as there's a window, as there's an opportunity to fly, uh, our, our pilots will be up there. So it is something that, uh, that's an ongoing uh, watch through the weekend. Uh, and if you've noticed, the fire, uh, the amount uh, burned has gone up a little bit uh, today from yesterday. That may be because they've been able to fly and get a better, more accurate assessment of some of the growth that we've seen on the fires. Also, we have so many large fires burning in the province that if you see a small bit of growth on multiple fires, that can add up to a lot. Uh, so it, it does uh, appear uh, surprising sometimes when you can see how quickly those hectares uh, burned are rising. It doesn't mean that we've seen active, uh, highly active fires. It could just be small uh, patches of growth uh, over a large number of fires. So it is a mixed bag, certainly, with smoke. Um, it, uh, I couldn't say one outweighs the other. We will take advantage of any opportunity we have, and if it is providing an opportunity for more on-the-ground firefighting, then that's what we're able to do. Is it a weather system that holds in the smoke? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't say to, the, to how the, the weather system is holding the smoke. I'm sorry. We could look into it and get you some more information on that. Thank you, operator. Please put through the next caller. Miriam Valdez Carletti, CTV News. Hi there. Uh, my question is in regards to the East Prairie Métis settlement. We saw some videos of some, some firefighters running away from the fire. They are alleging that they're not getting enough resources up there in particular. I was wondering if you could speak to that, uh, what resources are available and the situation in the East Prairie Métis settlement. Absolutely. I couldn't speak to that uh, particular situation, but I can tell you what's going on with the Grizzly Complex, which of course is the uh, complex of fires that is affecting um, Big Lakes County, which uh, includes Swan River First Nation, East Prairie Métis Settlement, Drift Pile, Cree Nation, and Sucker Creek First Nations, as well as the town of Swan Hills. So all of those uh, three wildfires, part of that complex, are classified as out of control. Um, as with many of the other fires, we have seen low uh, wildfire activity in the morning with increasing as, as the day uh, goes on. As they reach peak burning period, it becomes more active. So there is an incident management team uh, in command there, and we do have firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment all working on that fire. 
Uh, I think they were working to extinguish some of the hotspots along the highway and assessing on Highway 33 there uh, would be able to be accessible. Um, I understand the fire is uh, 12 kilometers from Swan Hills and two of the fires have merged together, but just growing towards each other. So I'm afraid I can't speak to that specific instance, but that's the information I have there about the fire that's affecting East Prairie Métis. Thank you. And I do have a follow-up question in regards to Fox Lake. Um, we did hear from RCMP that they are potentially looking to seek charges on a man who chose to go through the roadblock. He got his car, uh, his, excuse me, his truck stuck in mud and resources had to come get him. Fire crews weren't able to go get him because of the fire. And so helicopters had to airlift him out. Uh, from a fire uh, fighting perspective, you know, what resources were taken away from, you know, fires in order to rescue this man? And how does this impact crews trying to work on a fire when they have to go save civilians who are, you know, getting in the way, per se? I'm sorry, I, I can't speak to that specific instance. I don't have any information on that at all. But, I mean, certainly our number one priority is preserving human life as well as communities. Uh, and if there was a direct uh, threat to human life, I'm sure that our firefighters would assist if they were able. Thank you. I believe we have one more call on the line. Operator, please put through the final caller. Thank you, Lauren Boothby, Edmonton Journal. Hello. Um, so obviously rain would be the best help, but that's not something in our control. But in terms of what's possible, are you getting all the help that you're asking for, whether that's enough aircraft, enough funding for operations from the province or the federal government, bodies from military, elsewhere, Canada and the world? Like, is there anything else that we need that you've been asking for to help bring fires under control? Uh, we certainly need lots of rain. Uh, a nice, long, steady rain would be a huge help for us. As far as bringing in resources from, from outside or from elsewhere, uh, we have had a lot of generous offers uh, from here in Alberta, from, um, from Albertans as well as from inside the forest industry for uh, heavy equipment and, and other assistance. Uh, we are in constant contact with the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre, and we do have outstanding requests for firefighters, but I know that's something that people are working on uh, very hard on a constant basis. So we are expecting many more to be coming in in the, in the coming days. Uh, we have reached out further afield if needed, and we are certainly uh, have pools of firefighters that we know are trained and able to, to fight fire at the, at the level that we expect here in Alberta. And we are in the process of, of finalizing uh, some, some discussions with them. So certainly we have the capacity to get the resources that we need. And just to follow up, you mentioned um, earlier that there's some people being rotated out for breaks and going home. Um, are they being replaced right away the same rate? If not, like how many like net firefighters are we losing and for how long until we get up to the same levels? Just at the, from the very beginning of uh, the start of this, this, these wildfires really taking off, we have had resources coming in on a daily basis. Sometimes it was a small number, sometimes it was 
dozens or hundred at a time. So those resources, those firefighters do need to go home at a certain point. Everyone comes on a, a basic two-week uh, rotation generally, uh, and then they time out and they need to go back to their home um, provinces or states to refresh themselves. So we are able to continually request more. We know that resources uh, and firefighters are heading home. We know two weeks in advance when they, are, when they are expected to go home. So that's something that we don't plan for last minute. We plan for them uh, two weeks in advance when we have new resources coming in. We know we have the ability to ask for more when we need it. So uh, certainly none of this is coming at, as a surprise. Uh, we know people need to reset. We know that we have people on a limited time. And we know that we also have the ability to get more in. Thank you. That concludes today's update on the Alberta wildfires. Please note a media situation report will be distributed later today. Thank you.